Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Hello, hello. I am Vina, and I am your Dark Travels hostess. Tonight, as we close out our trip in Ireland, I am joined by the panda. Road trip with the panda. Hello. Hello. How are you? Doing well. It's just us for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I guess so, huh? We usually have the polar bear with us, huh? Yeah. Or somebody, yeah. Yeah. It's fine, it's fine. Now, do you have dreams of going to Ireland in real life? Yeah. You know, we were talking about it, and, you know, Europe is a place to go. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's out of our own element, and something we, we you know, we've been, to, we've been to Europe already before, but. Right. It's like I said, you know, traveling is. A couple times. Yeah. You and I. I've been to Ireland. I mean, my hey, you've been to Ireland. Yeah. I was at home doing whatever. <laughs> so, whatever. Yeah, I was enjoying the the Irish hills, the is green it, Irish. They're really green. Is everything's real? Like you know, everyone captures the moment. Everything's it's just flat green and beautiful. no, it's real green. I mean, it's legit, huh? You know, here we live kind of around a lot of farms where you see the farm equipment mm-hmm. to make the grass green. Not in Ireland. No, is legit. It's just natural. Yeah, natural magic. Correct. Natural Irish Irish music or ma- uh, magic. Yes. Look at the Irish out there. Huh? Yes, and while I was there, I, you know, I can't really drink beer, but cider. Why can't you drink beer? It just just natural natural thing, huh? It's not natural for my body. Yeah. Well, people, some people just don't like it. They just can't do it. Well, cider though is a nice substitute. Is that where you found what? What was it? Magners. Magners, Magners? is good. Huh? And I think it's it's either Magners here and Bulmers there, or Bulmers here and Magners there. I don't know. I remember you came home. You're like, we got, you went online. You were looking for it. Right. And we had this thing down there. I mean, I was too young to care. I was like, whoa, cool. Did you, did you give me anything? No. You're like, no. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I was a bad mom not letting you drink and stuff. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Anywho, so. I have not been to Northern Ireland, though, although I just, it really, truly is just as haunted as the rest of the island. In fact, I think I said this last time, I really, truly had my pick of haunted places, and I kind of actually stayed very close to Belfast, which I do believe is the capital of Nor- no. Oh, of Northern Ireland? Correct. Correct. Because I did Wait, Ireland. Wait, Ireland's just not a full, it's a unity. Well, there it's a whole island, oh, but it's like the a six northern counties are oh. not called states. Well, county, okay. In Ireland, had stayed with the the British, the the British Empire site when they finally got their independence. But it's still Ireland. Correct. The whole place is Ireland. It's all one island. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like. But they still 
report to the United Kingdom. Correct. Or to the England itself. Right. Whereas, you know, the uh, the lower part of Ireland, the state of Ireland, has their own parliament, has their own army, does their own governing, and has their own politicians. And they don't, as far as I'm aware, have anything, you know, have to respond. Or So it, it's Ireland with an asterisk then? it's. I mean, you look on the map, it doesn't say northern. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Sure. On a map? Yes. It says Ireland. No. What? Yes. He's busting out his phone, guys. Just show me the picture. <laughs> he wants me to buy things. I don't <laughs> want to buy. I just want to see the picture. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it just shows the United Kingdom it has a different color, and it's on Ireland itself. Right. That's and you wild. have to go through, like, customs to get into the whole it's ridiculous. Well, it's honestly it has to do with the history. Uh, Ireland is predominantly Catholic, okay, and has been right probably since the days of Henry the Eighth. If I, if the I snakes had to, out, yeah, all that. If I had to take a guess, and then when he broke with the Pope because the Pope wouldn't give him a divorce from Catherine of Aragon, he decided to become Protestant, and the northern counties. The northern counties converted to Protestant, predominantly, and they just, and it makes a lot of sense because over time, because of the religion commonality, there was a lot of business done in the northern counties with England and Wales and Scotland as part of the British Empire, United Kingdom, but the lower part remained predominantly Catholic just didn't really follow with the program, which I completely understand because, to me, they're their own nation. Right. And we as Americans know this concept. Yep. But so when Ireland became a free state, those six counties were like, well, we're really kind of tied up, so we're going to stay. But I do think it, it begins, and this is just a huge guess based on my knowledge of the history and the evolution of the, the politics and religion in, in England. But when this all happened, they were like, we've got to stay with the, with, with the British Empire. And when you look on maps, it actually says British Empire on some of them, not all of them. Right. It shows the United Kingdom right. as that. Correct. I don't know why I thought the whole island or, you know, the whole country of Ireland is its own thing. So, oh well. But today we're not here to talk about... A history lesson. Correct. Well, I guess we are. A little bit. Little bit, but you know, now you know. If you didn't know, <laughs> it, it might have something to do with Henry the Eighth. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, you learn something new every day, right? Right. So here's your one thing you had learned today. And Catherine of Aragon was one of the very few wives that kept her head. So there's that. Good honor, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you said, you know, it's not a total history lesson. You mentioned, you know, hauntings, but you know, this this was pretty real, more physical aspect of life. Right. I guess. A more... Down to earth. Right. Modern day... Not so stuck in the purgatory. So when we talked about Ireland, we decided to do a unsolved mystery. Ooh. In... Uh, is it, I'm assuming it's in the lower part of Ireland, the free state of Ireland. It's in the free... It's in, it's in Ireland. Okay. It's not part of the United Kingdom. Okay, so it's the other part of Ireland. Yeah, it's in uh, uh, Sligo County. So it's one of the counties... That is the Free Republic of 
Island. Is it Sligo or Sli- Sligo? Sligo, Sligo. I've heard it both ways. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You want me to say Sligo? I'll say Sligo. I don't know. I, I'm just. Look, I, I, we've butchered a lot of countries, and names, names, and yeah. everything here. Was, yeah. But yes, this is what, uh, so our story is going to take place in 2009 about a man named Peter Bergman. Bergman. Okay. Bergman. So on Friday, June 12, 2009, a German speaking acting. Man was first spotted in, at a bus depot in Derry, which is northern Ireland. So, and that's usually a port where some travel comes through. It's not really a big town, but this man takes a bus from Derry to Sligo or Sligo. 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 <laughs> and all he has on him is a black shoulder bag, a standard carry-on luggage ba- a black bag, and another standard carry-on ba- luggage bag. He checks in to the Sl- the Sligo City Hotel, which he paid with cash. While he checked in, he gave the name of. Peter Bergman. Now, I don't know if you know this answer, but what cash did he pay with? Did he pay with Pounds. euro pound? Oh, okay, so British British currency. currency. Okay, right. And he gave them as a. I don't know why they would ask for an address, but he put as an address to the hotel. I guess they asked for it as. I'm gonna say I'm gonna fuck this up. Dieterson fifteen four four seven two Vienna Austria. So. He was speaking German, he had a German accent, and you know, next to Austria, so then they kind of assuming he's an Austrian man. Okay. Which is right next to Germany, for those who don't know. And this was in 2000 and... 2009, uh, in June. So, later on, the man was seen on their, their camera footage that he left the building with a purple plastic bag full of something. Oh, something. Okay. Something. However, when he returned, he was no longer carrying the bag. It's assumed that he had the bag in his pocket, and, you know, I mean, it was empty. Because there was a lot of shit in there, now there's nothing. But, I mean, at this point, no, no one's... This he's, doesn't look suspicious until later. Right. So, it's, you know, he's just doing... No one cares. No one cares. He's in the city. He's... I mean, he stands out, though, because... He's German? He's uh, presumably. Right. And so, on the camera, that shows him go out with the bag, and come, he doesn't come back with it. On Saturday, June 13th, the next day, he was seen walking to the, Sl- the Sligo post office, and he purchased eight stamps and airmail stickers. Later that day, the same day, he had took a taxi, and he asked the taxi driver to where a nice, quiet beach would be, where he can go swim. The taxi recommended Rose's Point, which would be the best place, and proceeded to take him to the beach, and he dropped him off there, and he picked him up later through the day. So it was the same driver, saw him twice, but, you know, still nothing out of the ordinary. Man's just buying posts. They didn't have Uber. <laughs> right. They had taxis. Right. It was 2009. Uber wasn't thought of yet. They barely had Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks. On Monday, June 15th, the man checked out of the hotel around 1 o'clock, and he left with a black shoulder bag, a purple plastic bag again, and a different luggage bag than he had before. A different one. Now, they know this because it was all on video. Correct. So the hotel has its own security video, as most hotels would do, but the reason why they access it will come later. He didn't have the same bag. He went to a bus station, but stopped at a shopping center while he was waiting for the bus. While he's there, he orders coffee and his lunch. And he still all his bags, all three bags. While he's eating his food, he continues to keep checking the same paper. Keeps reading it, putting it in his pocket, reading it, put his packet in his pocket. And eventually, he ends up just ripping it up and throwing it away. But like I said, you know, no one cares. This, this guy's nobody still. At this point in time. At this point in time, he then got on a bus that took him to the Ross's Point, which is the same beach he went to the day before, where the taxi took him. And he and. You know, he was reported, he was seen walking on the beach. I mean, he, he's, dress, he's dressed nicer. But with all his luggage? No. So Not he, sure. He's just walking, no, he doesn't have his luggage. Okay, so he, 
was the was it like a tour bus or was it like it's like a bus a city bus it's like a city bus okay. because it takes them to a local point which a taxi would take them so it's just a bus doing its own rounds in Ireland. Where do you leave his luggage then? Well, fuck, I don't know. Okay. No one knows. That's where this is where it gets interesting because people see him on the beach. At least double digits of people see this man walking on the beach in a well tailored kind of outfit. You know, no one really cares. Minding their own business. Right, they just see this guy. This guy walking on the beach. And he stands out because he's wearing the suit. But that's it. Right, and that's it. He's not doing anything crazy. He's not causing a scene. He's not being rude or impolite. He's just there. And then on Tuesday, the 16th of June, Arthur Kinsella and his son Brian, who were training for, who was training Brian for a triathlon, found the man's body lying on the beach. At first they thought it was a mannequin, and then further inspection, they find him just on the beach dead. So was he in a like posed? Was he dressed? And he was wearing his a purple striped speedo type swimming kind of trunks with his underpants over the top and a navy t-shirt tucked into them with no wallet, no money, and no form of identification. And that was at 6.45 in the morning when they find him. So okay. they find him, they even do a little prayer for him, and then they call what they call the, the Gardari, the Gardari, Gardai. The police, the, the police. Godard. Godard. And around eight, at 8 o'clock, he was officially pronounced dead. So, and that's, that's how we first, everyone learns about the name of Peter Bergman. Right, this mysterious guy died on the beach. Right. So they have no way to identify him. They take DNA. They can't know find any database about him or anything else. So, but somehow, some way, they they put the pieces together that he was staying at the the Sligo Hotel, S- City Hotel. Okay. Yeah. So that's where the CCTVs come into play, and people watching him on cameras to see, you know, why was he here? How long has he been here? Do this and that. Who really is this person? Right. So the the police launch this investigation, and they watch all the footage they see of him within the city limits. But when he, when so like the day he went out with the purple bag, he, they see him leave the building with the purple bag, but then he walks around various parts of towns. Just you know, there's no there's no real path indicating where he's going, but as they see him, he walks into certain spots, and they. But they know he's throwing stuff away from the purple bag, or he's dropping it off, something out of the bag. Okay. As he's going. But they can't see him because he perfectly goes into these certain blind spots that all these little cameras have. So after the months of investigation, put all this footage together, they see him going to these places, but not seeing him do anything with the stuff in the bag. But they know that he slowly but surely gets rid of whatever's in the purple bag. Yes. Okay. But it. You know, it's it's so it's just it's coordinated to where it's like almost he knows you know where these spots are. Like he's done this before, or maybe I mean even scouted. I mean, how he had to have scouted out and known where the cameras were in order to block the view. But this is the first time they've ever seen this man. This is the first time for them, but that's not necessarily his first time. Right, and you know. But I'm sure they maybe they went back and tried to find other records of Peter Bergman. Right. But on inspection, when they find out his name, Peter Bergman is not a real person. No, any name that came up to that, it was not the same man who was found on the beach. You know, I'm trying to recall when I went to Ireland. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, for instance, okay, let's backtrack. When I went to Italy, I remember very clearly the hotel saying, we need to hold your passport. 
But I don't honestly recall if that is the policy of hotels in Ireland. I mean, to and part of the reason why they ask for an address is, you know, in case they have to get a hold of somebody or or have some sort of backtracking record. Right. But usually they either ask to take a copy of your passport or ask to hold your passport because your passport is verification from your country saying that you made it. No, that you live there. You're here. Right. This is your house. If anything happens to you, you know, they have a, a, a form of contact. But anyways, okay, so. I mean, I guess it makes sense they, because here, you know, sometimes they ask for a copy of your driver's license. Right. So. And, correct. Know, I, I should have your legal address on there and everything. In so. the hotels, yes. So I guess that makes sense. I never thought of it. Like so that. they didn't do that in. in the, well, they took, his, they took his information. But no. But no, no pass, copy. No passport. Okay. I mean, he's already gone through customs before, so that's why I'm assuming. Because when you come through Derry, which is where he first originally came from, it's a port. Right. So you have to come for where you're coming into the northern part of this port and city. So there's customs there. So you have to go through there, and then you can come on to. Well, he would have had to have shown some type of identification at that point. Right. So, but I mean, they're, whatever he used to get across. Right. They, uh, there's, no, there's no record of him getting, of. Coming through customs. Right, going through all that. The rigmarole. Okay. So it's like, okay, this guy made it to here, and then all of a sudden he made it to here. So when the, the police are investigating, um, they discover the address he gave to the hotel belonged to a vacant lot. And other people pointed out that the spelling of the 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 city, uh, anti-Centerson, Centerson, I don't know how to say that right, is spelled wrong. And it does not exist in Austria or Germany. So it doesn't even exist. So obviously made it up. But, I mean, what luck to give an address that's an, basically a dead end. Well, yeah. And then they additionally, the, the Vienna postcodes that begin with, num- begin with a number one rather than a four, and the postcode 4472 was an unassigned area. So none of that. It was, it was a bogus address. All bogus. And those, I mean, sure, the hotel staff just doesn't care. I mean, they just have something. Correct. It's not, it's not in their duties to go look Google Maps this and say, hey. And confirm. Right. Correct. Well, 2009, what is it? Uh, MapQuest it. Right. So. Right. How long will it take to yeah, drive Yeah, let me print out my instructions <laughs> to make sure this is a legit place. So my next question is, did he engage at all with the hotel staff? I mean, he was there. <laughs> He was never impolite or rude or anything. He just didn't stand out. Right. He uh, They showed on the cameras that he would come out every now and then for smoke a cigarette and just kind of hang out in the lobby or outside for a minute. But he would go usually go back to his room. He had one incident with a, with a, uh, a maid. I guess the best way to put it, it was like a it's like a caretaker of the hotel. Maintenance person? Well, no, like a, care, like oh, okay, a, like a woman. Okay. But I don't think, I think she was multiple jobs. Either way, she didn't, she went into his room, didn't know he was still there. And she she has stated that he's you know he was almost petrified to a point, but he, but he was relieved that he was it was her you know when you someone walks in you're like oh thank God it's you not something like that and she got that so vibe. he was on edge right she you know she he was still like oh what the you know what are you doing here but he, it seemed like even somewhat relieved even though a stranger just walked in and he realized who saw it was you know it's like oh, okay you're not who I was afraid of right. But she you know she's she didn't care. No one cared. No one no one Until knew this, later. No one knew this man was scouting this beach to go be found in this speedo later. 
So you said he was found with no wallet, but what about other, like we just discussed? There was no luggage on him. There's nothing on him. It's just him. And the, no passport? No, there's nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just clarifying. There's nothing on him. So, and when they went to go find the bags um, from the bus, there's nothing there. There's nothing. Not even lost and found? No. Nope. Even, even if it was, there's nothing there to... to to link him to his personal property, even if they saw this, because the, the cameras back then aren't like high definition. It's 2009. I think there's in America, I think there are cameras on buses now. Now in 2022. Two, yeah. Okay. So my next question is they saw him get on a bus. Why didn't they ask the bus driver? Where's the, the luggage? Bu- they did. Well, he doesn't take care of that. Okay. I'm sure if there's a bus, they have, they have customs and just, well, someone left it. I'm sure that says America too. You forgot your shit. Oh well, you don't come back and grab it. Then. Right. That's why I said lost and found. Okay. I mean, how many items are lost and found in a in a in a day? I don't. That's a great question. So he's found without his suit. Did they find his clothes? He's wearing clothes. He's basically got the top part. He's wearing stuff. That's it. That's all he's got. Okay. What they see is what they got. Do they know the cause of death? So. He died of a cardiac arrest. There's no signs of foul play. There's no signs of being robbed. Just simply died on the beach. So, but they did an autopsy or a postmortem report, and they, even though the man, he, even though he had been washed up, it was on the beach. The medical examiner found no evidence of a, of drowning, no signs of foul play, and they would give no reason that it was homicide. He showed that he had advanced stages of prostate cancer and bone tumors. His heart showed signs of heart disease, and for a man with serious health conditions, he stated they had no medication of any sort in his system. So essentially, this guy's dying of cancer. He's got a heart disease. He's on the brink of death, essentially, but he's walking around not showing any signs of pain when this man should be in excruciating amount of pain. And there were no pain medications no. in his system? The tox- The toxicity report? Toxicology. Toxicology report. It was clean. He's just chilling. So how curious is that? I mean, what is the what is the odds of this man going to the beach in a well-dressed suit then dying of a heart attack? That, to me, doesn't sound right at all. Well, okay. Well, he, well see, the thing is that he, they, that's what the police kind of assume now is at this point it's like, well, he's, he's dying already. He's in terrible health. They don't know where he sent the letters that he when he went to the post office. They don't know what he did with the bag, and but and they assume the paper he was at the bus depot that it was like a to do list or like a last minute checklist. I mean that's the best way you could. I mean that's the best thing they could come up with allegedly because when they review the footage, this is at least three or four days after they find his body. Right, and the garbage has already been picked up. The one that garbage is gone. Wherever town. he walked around town, his luggage is gone. Everything's gone. But then when they find the clothes. All his little, you know, the tags on the back of your necks and stuff, or your shirts, it's all erased or destroyed. So there's nothing stating where the clothes even came from. You don't know if it's like a tailor made from something here for some company that sells locally or anything. So he took the extra steps to cover his tracks, even with his own clothes. You know what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> I wonder if he was trying to run an insurance scam. But and if you can't run an insurance scam, you can't identify who you are. Or the body. Okay. All right. That makes sense. They spent five months trying to figure this out, and they just call it quits, and they actually just bury him in the city. They found him. And the only people that attend his funeral were four cops. So 
Oh. Oh, he, if he wanted somebody there, he would have invited somebody. <laughs> but I mean, that's sad. Well, fuck this guy. We'll get to conspiracies. Okay. <laughs> Either way. So, uh, so fast forward six years. The French, a French newspaper, the Le Monde, Le Monde, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> reported they had contacted the Austrian police because they investigated their story because they heard about the story. They're like, well, what the fuck? What's going on with that? You know, they want to do their own scoop on it. Really, the f- a whole different country wanted to get involved. We're in, we're in, we're in California doing a scoop on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a reporter sounds like a reporter. Yeah. So I picked mean, up the story. It's just news. And they're like, oh, cool, look at this story. So they even they actually contact the Austrian police about the case, and the Austrian police commented that the 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 Garde or the Garde, the, the Garda, the Irish police, yes. <laughs> <laughs> had never contacted them. Really, and they also stated that there was no Interpol police notice for unidentified for the unidentified unidentified man, Peter. Right. Because the body did not fall either into the two Interpol categories for a missing person or a wanted person. But it is a responsibility of the country of the origin of the corpse to report that to Interpol. So that wasn't Ireland's fault. It was, in theory, somewhere in Austria or Germany. Germany. But we're, right. we're assuming we don't know what country he's really from. Well, that's the thing. and I mean, it's also, I mean, it's weird enough as the, the Irish police didn't, Notify someone in the Interpol, which is you know, if no one knows, it's just the the police of Europe, essentially. Right. International police. So, but if, I mean, if they don't even know about it, then why aren't you why aren't you using the resources to? But the question also begs the to be um, questioned. <laughs> the man mailed, in theory, potentially eight. mailed eight letters. Allegedly. And these eight people, the recipients, didn't say, my dad's missing? Well, maybe that's what the letter said. Like, don't try to find me. Where were you getting this from? Yeah, if my dad said that, it'd be bullshit. Where are you? I'm coming to get you. Would you? I, my father? <laughs> my, yeah. <laughs> Although, on the drive there. <laughs> but, like, you know... This guy's already got a preset plan. He's not trying to make friends with anybody. He's not being a dick or nothing. But, but it's curious that he still brought his luggage. You still want to dress up? People who commit suicide, they don't pack. Nope. Well, why did he bring the luggage? He didn't bring it with him to the beach. Exactly. But he brought it to Ireland. He dragged all this well, shit to Ireland. He probably had to travel from wherever he traveled, and he still has to wear clothes. To His ending point was Sligo County. Sligo, Sligo. But why that county? Because he didn't even know where the prettiest beach was. Right. He's not familiar with the place. So if you're going to die, you want to find somewhere where you've even heard about or you've, you know, word from mouth. Or you think that no one's going to make a fuss about your passing because you're a virtual stranger. and Or maybe it's a ruse. Maybe he did visit there before and made made the false track. Of to the taxi driver because I know they're gonna question him, you know he got the same driver back on the same day. Right. You know he asked him to come back. W- right. So he he asked him where's the best beach to go, knowing he already knew the answer. Okay. So the French French pick it up. 
just a reporter. It's just a story for them. They're not they're not investigating. Okay. They don't care. Well, then what happens? That's it. No, no. one else cares. <laughs> and where where did they go with it? Nowhere. Where there's nothing to go. There's no leads. Nobody knows who this. It's an Irish, you know, tale now of Peter Bergman. Peter Bergman. There's there's a lot of internet theories. One of them is that it's all a hoax. Just a documentary to get. There was an upcoming director, an Irish director, and he made this movie, and it was just a hoax. I don't know. I'm not there, but I mean, some say it was another hoax because a woman wrote a play that happened to kind of match the same story, and it's like, well, that's kind of weird that you did that. But a lot of people think he was an agent or a crime syndicate kind of guy. I mean, he he wasn't a burly man or anything. He's also dying, so he probably lost a lot of. Body mass. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't very built. He was a taller man, but he wasn't anything crazy. All we have is his name and a fake address in his body. And the only thing they could identify about him that seemed the closest to an idea was that he might have been well loaded, but he, he had a good access to money because his teeth were very properly taken care of. It was, I mean, they were really taken care of. I mean, he had a gold tooth in there. So he had sense of care. Sense of care to his teeth. Like, so almost, like, he took really good care of it. To me, as part of the investigation, I would have gone to his hotel room and taken fingerprints. What was the last thing he touched? Probably something in the bathroom. The toilet. There's no, it, They have his DNA. They have everything about this body. Okay. It doesn't come up. No registration. And that's weird in itself. Right. They run my fingerprints. They're gonna hit. They're gonna get a hit. They run your fingerprints. Right. They're gonna get a hit. How strange. It's also two thousand nine. We've come a long way. We, I mean, they progressed. You know, everything's progressed from you know over a hundred years, but from thirteen years ago. Even thirteen years ago, it was diff- still different. And so, but you know they they were pretty easy to chalk it up to. This guy was dying already. He wanted to go on his own terms instead of whatever was killing him. Or but the probability of having a heart attack at that moment in time just does not sit right with me. Well, I'm sure it was, I mean, it was June. I don't know how cold it gets there. I don't know. If you're wearing a Speedo and a T-shirt or, you know, your other clothes, it's not going to keep you warm, especially if you're wet at night. So they, do they think he was in the water at some point in time? I'm a, well, he's on the beach. Well, they're just sitting on the sand, and then there's in the water. He's on the shore, okay. and he's wearing a speedo. <laughs> but he was also wearing the upper part of a suit. Well, Where he, are you he's going? wearing he's wearing a shirt, wearing a blue shirt. Sorry. Okay. And it's tucked into his speedo. Yeah. Okay. Who does that? A man who doesn't want to show his top part. <laughs> <laughs> but he's going to. If he's killing himself, what does that matter? You you want to die uncomfortable? I wouldn't be wearing a speedo. If you're swimming, you are. Maybe extends if he puts his body through strenuous activity, you know, with bad with a bad heart and tumors in your body, it could just take care of the rest for you. I don't know. I've never had cancer or anything, so doesn't make sense. The whole thing doesn't make sense. He was a spy and he was caught <laughs> and they gave him some sort of fast acting cancer. And he just wanted to go somewhere where Fact he could breathe. cancer? Yeah. <laughs> just gave him cancer? I think that's what they did with Jack Ruby. Who? Are you kidding me right now? Oh. Jack Ruby? He killed Lee Alvey Oswald 
Lee, Lee Harvey, Harvey Oswald. Oswald. And I mean, it was a whole thing. Jack Ruby went right up to him and shot him. And I think whoever arranged for the assassination of John F. Kennedy had to get rid of loose ends. And they gave Jack Ruby fast-acting cancer. Why would they kill the, the assassin to the assassin? Because I think they were all in on it. That's a that's a November episode. So stay yeah. tuned on that one. The, the magical bullet. Yeah, that bullshit. Okay, all <laughs> right. So the mystery of Peter. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, the whole idea. Let's say he the the details in terms of going to the the post office mm-hmm. suggest that he had connections. At least eight. And the idea of him removing the labels in his suit suggests he wanted no connection. So there is something there. There's not that doesn't make sense. You call the Lagarde up there. <laughs> Ask them for their uh, files. <laughs> I mean, and in, I mean, everyone there's like a local. The town isn't very big. I mean, it's big. I I guess twenty k about twenty thousand people, at least on the last time they investigated this. So it's probably more now. But, you know, that area of, like, the beach and everything else, you know, the dad and son that go down to the train for the traffic, they're locals, you know, people on the beach that reported seeing him are locals. So everyone, you know, they can see who sticks out. Right. But he was sticking out by himself anyways, this tall German man, alleged German, you know, they didn't really talk to him. No one talked to him. That's the thing is you just, you're walking down the street, and if I saw a guy like that, I don't care. I how am I knows this guy's about to go down the beach tomorrow? That's a great question. All right. Well, I, I don't. I. I, it, I mean, it's not as mysterious as Dial Talk Fast, but no, I think there's there's some gaps, right, in and, Peter's story. And why use a false name if you don't have something to hide? Why use a false name? Well, because or they, a false address. Well, because then they can link it back to whatever he's trying not to link it back to. Exactly. What are you running from? I don't know. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> I'm not Peter. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you need. I mean, if they had today's technology, I hope they probably there would be so much more documentation. I think. I don't know. I mean, 2009. I'm. I'm assuming at this point, customs is pretty well. I think it's tightly, gotten real tight. You know, especially after 2001. Right. So but I mean, that's American. That's customs, American. At least. Yeah, correct. That's absolutely correct. You get some extra bullshit. Yeah. Can't wear fucking TSA. I Can't know. bring my eight ounce bottle or our shoes. We have to take our shoes off. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. That's what we have for you tonight. The curious case of Benjamin Button or Peter Bergman, whichever comes first. <laughs> All right. On to business. Facebook. 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 Michael and I have a Facebook oh, page. We do. <laughs> we do. We do. For where the dark corners are, and if you are curious or interested and would like to join, please send me a request. But in the meantime, if you have a place that you would someday like to see where their dark corners are or have an unsolved, similar Peter Bergman story that you would like us to touch base on and research, send me an email at where the dark corners are at gmail.com. Final thoughts, Panda. I'm sure Peter, whatever Peter did is probably for the best. Why not? I mean, it has. To, I, mean, I like to think there's the glass half full here, and say you know 
it could be as simple as that. I think as simple as that. I think he was dying, and he must have had some sort of extensive. He might have been like a law enforcement agent or something. Maybe he was Interpol, and maybe he. I don't know. Maybe he didn't want anyone to go through the heartbreak and deal with him. So he let the Irish take care of it. Okay. <laughs> but the thing is, with the stamps, whoever he sent the letters to, mm-hmm. they would have known to go to Ireland to find him. And mm-hmm. nobody did. So I, there, there's something wrong with this scenario. But either way. maybe I'm telling you, the letters must have said some fucking Shawshank Redemption shit. Follow the, follow the wall, find the tree with the rock, lift the rock, and maybe you hear some money. And get to Mexico. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Find me in Mexico. Yeah. All right. So until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why we hope to meet you where the dark corners are.